Gabriel will be trying to record an album in front of 38 people at the Syracuse Funny Bone July 8th and 9. July 14th to 16 he will be at the Louisville Comedy Club. July 18th he has a private show at an Elks Club in Seattle. It might not be private but even if it's public there's no reason for you to go. July 21st Rockport, Washington. July 22nd Linda's House. You have to know Linda. July 23rd Coburg, Oregon. July 24th. Kent, Washington. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel I just dropped off uh, Josh Firestein at his house in Tacoma. DM me for his address. Uh, there's a delightful conversation between me and Josh coming up in just a few minutes on this podcast. But first, uh, we're going to do traffic and weather. Traffic's fine. Weather's okay. Uh, we did a, I recorded something with Josh after we, uh, did a show in the mountains of Washington, uh, where we stayed the night in a cabin. I had to ask Josh when we were staying the night in the cabin, I'm like, is this floor crooked or is my equilibrium off? And he, uh, confirmed it was indeed the floor, which made me feel better. Because it was just, like, slightly off, so you were kind of, like, unsteady on your feet. Like you're slightly too drunk when you're not. My wife and I had a house like that once. Actually, just the kitchen. Just the kitchen. In fact, we had one of those old kind of dishwashers that hooked a hose up to your sink and then you could kind of roll the dishwasher around a little bit. It was portable. And, uh, you had to make sure it was close to the sink because it would it would try to roll to the middle of the floor because there was a, everything rolled to the middle in that kitchen. Just like our country can do. Roll to the middle. We always wondered why we got a really cheap rent for that house. And then uh, eventually we realized it's because our landlord and next door neighbor was a registered sex offender. Anyway, comedy podcast. Uh, Got done doing some shows uh, with Josh also in Lake Chelan, Chelan, Washington. Lake Chelan, beautiful spot. A lot of snow in the winter. Uh, but a lot of lake time fun in the summer. Not that I had any. But, uh, really fun shows. Uh, also, it's a small town. I mean, if you go small enough, there's no taxi, no Uber, no anything. Uh, Chelan, quite hilariously, 
falling off that they have one Uber driver who everyone seems to know. Also, uh, Josh and I tried to use your one Uber driver in town last night. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah. That, that was the funny part is I was like, you guys probably don't have Uber, do you? Like, yeah, we do. We got fucking Jeremy. <laughs> Say comedian first. <laughs> She's kind. Uh, yeah, we are. We're. Uh, we're. We're. Last night we were in. Uh, we don't even know where we were. Not Nachi's. <laughs> they were very clear about it. it. Was not Nachi's. We were near Nachi's, Washington. We were literally in the middle of a woods uh, in the cabin at Whistling Jack's Lodge, which sometimes uh, <laughs> people ask me. You didn't. But a lot of people ask me, like, hey, if you ever need an opener, uh, and they think I'm going to bring them to the Syracuse Funny Bone. <laughs> but where I do bring them is Whistling Jack. Those silly little kids, man. <laughs> they don't know what they're missing, though. Whistling Jack's, what a great spot. It little, was fun as hell, man. We drive up, and the first thing, the only thing we see is Whistling Jack's sign and the 76 station sign. Yeah, when you like, roll, oh, this is we're gonna do the gas station. <laughs> yeah, when you That's... roll into the gig and you're like, are we doing the gas station? <laughs> do we get paid in <laughs> gas and drinks? Because that would be great. 
uh, yeah, but it was, uh, it was a, uh, it was fun. It was like what you thought it would, you know, I mean. I feel like you just got in trouble. Are you okay now? <laughs> Your mom showed up to the party and she's pissed by it. I'm gonna need this crap to focus a little better. One person walked up, I saw all of your eyeballs. What's, what's going on over there? What's, I'm looking at a highlight right now and I'm focused. You guys can't handle one person walking in? The better the show, the closer the highway is. I, there was like mountain people there. Mountain folk, yeah. They, were, they called themselves mountain folk. Yeah, that guy, that drunk guy last night who uh, couldn't hold a conversation. He told me a great joke, by the way. It was five minutes with one punchline. And I didn't get it. He had to explain it to me. <laughs> is that the guy who said he was going to read my book? Or is that a different guy? Oh, no, a different guy. The guy who said he's going to read your book, he said, I never read it a book before. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I could have never guessed. I think you're going to enjoy read it it did mine. Uh, <laughs> start with the kids' book. Yeah, yeah. He said, start with the small one. The guy who bragged about bartending at every bar up and down 410 Highway. Yeah, that's so weird. Almost like, like I bartended at every place on the Vegas Strip. Yeah. But it's like every, every... Nachi strip. <laughs> every fucking lodge on the 410 Chinook Path. <laughs> I worked the whole lodge circuit. I've popped a lot of Miller Lights on this mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gets you through the night, my friend, because it's not a book. Uh, <laughs> cool place, though. It was a it cool was place. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun and, uh, you know, beautiful uh, out in nature. Uh, phone didn't work, but, you know... That's all right. We needed a break. We needed a break. Although I don't think the amount of hours we were there was enough to like count as unplugging. No, because uh, I did buy the Wi-Fi in the lodge. Well, we're not savages. <laughs> I know. I had to <laughs> jerk off at some point. How do you let people know you've unplugged if you can't post about it? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're right. Uh, hashtag off the grid. <laughs> uh Okay, but we, we we have been having a conversation, and then you said something that made me go, now we need to start oh. the podcast. First of all, we were talking about, <laughs> wait, what was it? Wait, worst? Top ten, yeah, wor- <laughs> he says about a pool. Yeah. Oh, I said, I don't want to take my shirt off at a pool and people laugh at you. Because yeah. that's like, it, at the pool or at a water park is for sure the worst place to be laughed at. Absolutely. Top five, at least. Absolutely. And I, 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 I may have told this story before. I'll, on this podcast, but like I, I was on a choir trip, uh, in uh, when I was a teen. I Quite the pipes on this guy, by the way. <laughs> you ever get a chance? And he will raise you up. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I was like a teen, a, a young teen. We're at a, a water park in Edmonton, Canada. I fall, and I'm already like just terrified to take my shirt off. You know, man boobs. Not not quite a man boob. Boy boobs. Yeah, but boy. <laughs> Don't end, Google that, by the way. The <laughs> end of childhood boobs into man boobs. Uh, barely legal man boobs. His boobs hadn't dropped yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They have now. Uh, but uh, 
And so I fell. I didn't really get hurt, but like lifeguards rushed over to like help me. Do we need to cart you off on the thing? And I was so just red hot humiliated. So I definitely agree. Anything water park pool related is a terrible place to get laughed at. I don't, what were some of our other ones? Uh, the bedroom's a bad spot. You don't want to laugh in the bedroom. You don't want to kill in bed. Look, after sex, if you're getting some chuckles, that's fun. Yeah, maybe. That's some poised coital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fun. In the bathroom is probably not a great spot to get laughed at. In what a you... stall where no one else can see you, but yeah. you're still doing something so hilarious. You either made a sound or you made a smell. <laughs> when, when someone else walks in and goes, good lord! <laughs> or they just walk in. Dude, I've laughed at people in the bathroom before. I've been yeah. there and I heard like a squirty fart and I'm like, <laughs> good one, dude. And they don't say nothing. Yeah, you know? just, just someone having horrific explosive diarrhea and you're like, whew, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Check, please. Uh, and then I also, like I said, I think low-key, it's not really a location, it could be a lot of locations, but a place you don't want to get a laugh is sitting down. <laughs> if you sat down and it was so funny to people, like, that chair's not going to take that, you know, like, that's not a good, uh... uh, uh, uh a wedding? Your wedding? Yeah. Probably, if it's your wedding, probably not a good spot to get laughed at. <laughs> when it's like, dum, bum, ba and people are cracking. <laughs> They're like, woohoo! Look at that dress. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's the theory that people, I think I heard Mark Marin say this, like, it's not necessarily that comics want to be the center of attention, but we want to control being uh-huh. the center. It's like, I'll tell you what to laugh at about me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that level of control. I don't, I don't want. I want to tell you about my man boobs at the water park on my terms. I don't want you to watch it happen live. Exactly. That's why I won't take my shirt off. Yeah. At the river, but when we're in a crowd full of people getting drunk, I will take my shirt off three times <laughs> yeah. and explain to you how you cannot see all the tattoo because I'm so fat. Yeah. It, but that in your brain, you're like, I'm controlling this. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, if yeah, were, I don't want you to. I don't want you to see me eating a taco with my true. kids at the pool, sitting down. You and, know what? Yeah. I'm gonna add eating to the list of eating. places. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere you're eating, that's a totally laugh at. They're just like, oh my god! I don't think it's gonna fit. <laughs> you ever been snickered at on your last bite of a burrito? It's not a good feeling. <laughs> I can't fucking believe he finished it. <laughs> they pass money to each other. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. Well, he gets the free T-shirt. <laughs> uh, but then I said something about the Guinness Book of World Records. I think I was talking about, you know, like, uh, there was like a fat, a really, really obese guy on a scooter in the Guinness Book of World Records book. I don't know what the record was. That's but... that, that's, co- that's so common. They put him on the tiniest Yeah, vehicle. yeah, 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 exactly. The biggest guy on the tiniest... <laughs> Vessel. That's yeah, great. any any tr- form of transportation, you don't want to get a laugh either. Yeah. Like if you're <laughs> if you're walking onto an airplane, yeah. and people are just like, oh, this isn't gonna work. Yeah, someone's sitting in first class, like, I feel bad for everybody's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I broke a Guinness record once. Okay. I did. Okay, I broke one. Um, I've chewed the most sticks of gum at one time. Eighty-seven. What? Sticks of gum. I was at Ranger School. And uh, we were waiting in between, you know, there's three phases. And I was waiting in between phases. We get to go and get snacks and stuff like that for one day. And I just got a bunch of, everyone didn't want their gum. Because everyone has gum in ranger school. It keeps you awake. Chewing sure, gum. Sure, sure. Uh, throughout the your hikes and everything. It keeps you awake. It keeps you alert. 
a lot of big red, uh, double mint, you know. They got the, what's the one, the juicy fruit. Yeah. Uh, all those are good ones. And so I'm just mixing all of these. It's a whole, it's a cocktail of big red and juicy fruit and double mint and spearmint and all this shit. And it's, a, and it's all sugar-free. So it's got, I don't know if you want sugar-free gum or sugar-free candy. It's got something in it. Yeah. That's like a laxative of sorts. Okay. I didn't realize that at the beginning. <laughs> so I'm just going crap. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, and we looked it up. We're like, oh, the, the Guinness record is this, whatever. Let's go for it. Everyone didn't want their gum. I'll take it. And so we did that, 87 pieces. Um... And two and a half days of diarrhea later. Oh shit! Well, not two and a half. Like one and a half day, but I'm exaggerating. But it was a lot of diarrhea at Ranger School, which is not a great spot. Oh, to have diarrhea. I'm assuming you don't get to be like I. Uh, I need some downtime. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> no. actually going through something right now. No, you can start over. That's what you do. <laughs> oh, okay, so, okay. Um, I, I'm not. I wasn't gonna do that. So, but yeah, then that happened, and then uh, we got to Ranger School, and uh, I call up Guinness or I email him or whatever. Tell them about it. They said they would have put in the book because I didn't document it. It wasn't pictured or video. Yeah, they have a they have a process. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I. Do you know how hilarious it would have been if, as an army ranger who was like in a war, what killed you was eighty-seven pieces of gum. <laughs> <laughs> he died a hero. Well, not really. Uh, <laughs> oh, what, what got him? What got him? Was it the uh, bombs or the PTSD? No, it was uh, double mint. Uh, what what uh, what color of ribbon do you get for a gum-related training accident? I think it's brown. <laughs> it's brown. All the colors mixed together. Uh, how? So how long were you in, by the way? How long were you uh, in, in the army? Uh, eight and a half years. Eight and a half From years. seventeen to. Uh, you know, 24, when I was 25. Damn. Do yeah. you, I mean, I'm not going to ask you a lot about it, but I'm curious about, you know, all those experiences, uh, good, certainly bad, you know, all, sure. all of those experiences. <laughs> when you're out, what does that feel like? Oh, it was surreal for me. Yeah. Because... I had never lived an adult life before, because I was 17 when I joined, so I had just... Went straight from high school to army, and then by the time a few days after I turned 19, I deployed my first time. So for me, getting out, it felt surreal. Like for I don't know, six months, eight months, I, it still felt like I wasn't out. I yeah. wake up at four in the morning, like oh, I, fuck, I'm, I gotta get to work. I'm like oh wait, no, I don't have to go anywhere. My wife works, and I'm a bum. This is great. Just very surreal. And now it feels like because that was 2016 when I got out, and now six years later, it feels. Surreal that I even did that. It's starting to feel like it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. The last time I was in Afghanistan, I don't know your last time, but my last time <laughs> was 2012. That was 10 years ago. It's a whole decade. Yeah, for sure. That the last time, I, and that's fucking wild to me that that's, I did that. I was there. And, well, I'm not even trying to compare because this is such a vastly different experience. But like even even when I like was in Pakistan for a week doing comedy. Sometimes I go like I can't believe that happened. Yeah, so yeah, I can only imagine like the amount of time and the amount of much more uh, vivid experiences you had uh, doing that. But yeah, that's it's a, it's a weird that seems weird to be like and especially uh, I'm so unqualified for this conversation. But it's like especially the the things that you are supposed to do in a war are the things you are not supposed to do as a civilian 
Well, some things. Some. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly you're still following rules even more so when you're in the army. Yeah, but, maybe when I get suspicious of the guy parking outside my house and I go ask him questions, maybe that's inappropriate. Well, that's what I but, mean. <laughs> even even that level of like head on a swivel shit. Uh, oh, last night that guy, the drunk guy, the mountain folk guy. Yeah. He got I I offended him because you guys were in the corner sitting there and I'm talking to him and I. I looked over at you guys a couple times. I glanced over, yeah. and other people are sitting sitting down behind him and walking around. And when I see movement, I just look at it. Yeah. I can't help that. It's not like I, I'm not like on edge or like what the fuck's going. It's just I I just look. Sure. I can't help it. Sure. And so I'm doing that, and he's like, "What the fuck? What are you looking at over there?" And my conversation's not good enough for you. I just bought you a drink, and this conversation. I was like, "Whoa, dude, chill out. I'm just a little crazy." That's all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm twitchy for your freedom. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, did a few, few uh, meths before. I don't know that's not how you call them. <laughs> you didn't do enough, because you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do enough. Hey, do you guys have meth? <laughs> Are you an undercover cop? <laughs> uh, well, you didn't do. You were. What? What was like your first job after uh, the army? Oh man, I uh, I didn't take unemployment at first. I, I was like, I don't want it. Do that. I want to get out there. I want to get back to work. I want to start making money. Let's go. I'm ready for my next life. Yeah. I'm ready to get it going. I don't want to be a bum. And then I tried selling cars. I sold Acura for like a month and a half. I sold quite a few. I sold eight of them in a month and a half, which isn't bad for your first that time. Seems pretty good. And then my friend Shelby was working at Chevy, and he was making tons of money. And he's like, "You got to come over to Chevy. You got to make money over here, man. We'll have a great time. Blah blah blah. Everyone's so cool." And then I I sold zero Chevys. Zero. In like two months, I sold zero, and I was like, I got, I'm not good at this. I sold the Acuras because I read the book and I studied it. Yeah. And it's a great car, and I could tell people that had money that were coming in. Like you don't walk into Acura with Chevy money. Yeah, I don't think Chevy's Plan A for anybody. No, like exactly. <laughs> I had to convince. It was more yeah. convincing. Where Acura, I was like, oh, it's best at this, best at that, best yeah. at this. Drive it. Tell me if you don't like it. And yeah. Chevy was like, please, oh my god, this is, I know Ford's better. This I is know. very comparable to an Accord. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? You're, you're mentioning other things. I'm thinking to of getting it. an Acura. I'm like, you probably should do that then. You're you like, probably I, get out uh, of the Chevy dealership. I've actually right done now. a lot of research. That's a much better car. <laughs> I happen to be an expert. In this Tell him Josh said you. <laughs> <laughs> so then after I quit Chevy, I just, uh, I, I was like, ah, you know what, I'm going to take the unemployment. Because you get six months after you get out of the army, you can have you can have that six months unemployment, and it's based on your army pay, which is yeah. pretty good at the time. And so I just took six months off. My wife was working, and uh, that was nice. I adjusted well, and then tried a few other things. I tried carpentry, uh, got in the union. My father-in-law's a carpenter, and uh, I wanted to follow his steps, you know. But it wasn't for me, and I got fired for doing comedy gigs. Yeah. And, uh, were you? So you were married when you were. Yeah. Deployed and stuff. The for two of my deployments, I well, for one of my deployments, I was married. For one of them, we were just dating. So, <clears throat> let's just talk about your poor wife for a second. Oh yeah. You. <laughs> poor lady. She she had a ton of alone, real scared time when you were in war. Yeah. And then you eventually found a field that is less scary, but also you travel all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, she's used to it. She's, uh, That's true. Not that she likes it, but it's just. Well, this has got to be way better than months at a time. Oh yeah. You're like and the I'll army was a couple days, you know. The army wasn't just war either. It was training all the time. Yeah. So we'd go, we'd be home for two weeks and then go to Yakima, and then home for three more weeks, and then we'd go to the the Olympics for a week or whatever. 
So this is much better. Yeah. It's much better, and, uh, you know, I kind of, I know, we, we kind of like it. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, Our time like, together is so good. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it does, but, I don't know, abstinence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> it really does. It really does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It is, it especially, because I, you know, I have been at your point, uh, in, in my, like your kid, you have a, you have, your kids are like eight and a baby, right? Isn't yes, that right? Yes, eight and infant, yeah. Great family planning fires. I know. <laughs> so stupid, dude. That's like the worst gap, seven dude, and a half years. My gap is from age 20 to age uh, 11. So yeah, but there's is, one in between. There is one in between, yeah. <laughs> that uh, was poor planning. But yeah, that it's almost like the little, when you have little kids and your your wife's staying at home and like it's, it's obviously a challenge, but like, you know, she's there when you're there. That's kind of cool. It is nice. You know, she's nice. home when I'm, and I work from home. My day job, I work from home, so I, yeah, we're there all day together, and I get to have with the baby, and then we miserable uh, for three days while I'm partying it up in the Natchez River. Well, it is kind of, it is kind of weird to like, uh, expect, you know, she has a baby and another child, so it's like, I don't know how good her day was on a stay-at-home mom scale, but it's not smoke weed in front of a river. No, it's not the same. Uh, do a fun comedy show. Do you know what I mean? So there, yeah. there is like this weird, uh, like I, I remember talking to old timers, old time comedians when I started and they're like, never tell your wife you're having a good time. Now I don't necessarily do that, but I get what they're saying. I get what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, for sure. I get that. But also my wife, she's not necessarily having a good time, but she's definitely happy she she likes being at home yeah she doesn't want to go out most of the time she doesn't like being around a lot of people she's not a big talker she loves her kids yeah she so, likes to smoke she put the kids to bed and she smokes weed and watches a show. she likes that she read a book that's her thing she's doing what she wants to do yeah there's other things she'd like to do too but yeah she realistically wouldn't be doing it and I've had her, I brought her on the road before too. That whole "don't tell you're having a good time" thing, and she said that one time. She said, like, you know, you're out. There. It was like an argument, you know. And she had a good point. She's like, you're out there having a fun time, and this and that. Well, I'm at home by myself, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well, fucking come with me then. Yeah. It was just her and the uh, the, the you know six year old at the time. Like, come with me then. Come on the road and see. Have a good time with me then. This time you think I'm having, and then I brought her to fucking Jokers. <laughs> in her and my daughter to in, Jokers. In Richland, Washington. In Richland, Washington. And uh, we got the, we got pulled into the hotel, and there was a guy with his pants off peeing in the parking lot. And I was like, "This is what you're missing out on, hun. <laughs> this is what you're missing out on." And he was the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's okay. A couple things I want to talk to you about. One, uh, man, I don't know. It might have been like May 2020. You remember running to me in the Denver airport? Yes. <laughs> I was so out of my mind. Because uh, this was like, this was early COVID. This was like, no one knew what the fuck was happening. Uh, you know, it, there was a lot of judgment even to be doing comedy gigs at that time. You know, yeah. it was like irresponsible. And and I kind of didn't know if I was being irresponsible or not. At the, You know, I was just yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was so funny to see you in an airport. Just like, but it was almost like a secret thing. Like you're out here too, huh? Hey, hey, hey. Don't tell anybody <laughs> you hey, saw me. Keep this on the DL. But uh, <laughs> I got a couple bills. You know what I mean? 
You're like, wait, where, are you, where are you going? Where are you working? Don't worry about yeah, it. That's, that's, yeah, that's... Hey, I'll just mind your own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, that particular trip... I don't know. It might not have been that trip, but my first trip out, I, I went to Wisconsin in May of 2020. Like, they were one of the first states to reopen until they were going to do comedy, and I went out there, and it was so... At that time, like... The airport was dark. Yeah, there was no... Nothing was open. No restaurants, no coffee. Uh, what? Nothing. The six, fucking Hudson News is closed. Yes! Like, what am I supposed to do? There's like six people on the airplane. Do you know what I mean? No Dude, one... by the way, I missed that. Oh my god, it was great. I missed the road to yourself. Yeah. The mask sucks. We're in the mask all day. That was awful. It sucked. You know, traveling, it could be a 10-hour, 12-hour day traveling. Yeah. That for sure sucked. But, but the fucking rose. Oh. And I remember going to a, the hotel, and there was a, one other car in the parking lot. Do you know what I mean? There yeah. was just like no one. So it You felt, can request whatever room you want. Yeah. They're like, where do you want to go? You want more than one room? We don't give a shit. <laughs> we'll get you a conjoining door. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like uh, not a ghost town. It was a ghost country. It was just like empty, yeah. abandoned buildings. You know, and even the comedy club I was doing, you know, they're taking temperatures at the door. It's it's a third of the room seating. Uh, every business around it's dark, not reopened yet. It was just like, what the fuck are we doing? It's so weird, yeah. You know, and then I run into you at the airport. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, fuck, you too? <laughs> We're both zombies. Uh, but, yeah, that was... Uh, you were definitely one of the people that kept working. Look, we all yeah, worked. We I all thrived. worked way less. But. I thrived during COVID. It's a. Uh, I don't. You know. I know a lot of people had a hard time, and it sucks to think about that. And like, oh, I had a great time. I had a great year when everyone else was really, really sucking. And I had my sure. I had my woes in 2020. A lot of stuff that was not worth talking about. But man, comedically, that was a big year for me. Well, a lot I got of, a lot of gigs that I wouldn't have got otherwise. Yeah. Because people weren't doing them or weren't you were willing. willing. And I was willing, and I took the gigs, and I. You know, to the best of my ability, use the opportunity to get better and actually be able to fill that role for real when we came back. Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I was doing some clubs in places not shut down that I had. I was doing Zoom shows. I was doing backyard shows. I was doing... So it is kind of this weird thing. You know, people have to do their own thing, but there was a weird, almost stupid pride thing when people would be like... Uh, you know, a year and a half later, like the middle of 2021, and people would be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing up there. I haven't done a show in 15 months. And I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah. What then, are you talking about? You yeah, know? Yeah. And then coming back and being like going on shows with people and then going like, oh, all right, you want to go after me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's their first show all back. Right. And, not that you're not funny, but you're going to yeah. be like, hey, everyone's back. And then nothing too is people are doing the... Oh, everyone, it's so good to be back out. It was like three months after everyone's been yeah. back out. I'm like, oh, well. well, I already had stopped saying that because when I was in Oklahoma, they had been out. They were out. Yeah, you go to different places and you're like, now you change the junk to be like, well, I live in Seattle where it's like, yep. it's very different. I had all these Zoom jokes I was doing about quarantine and shit. And then when I would go, or, you know, I'd go to Kansas and people are like, huh? What are you talking about? That makes sense. They didn't get it. They're like, we're, I mean, sure, my grandma died, but. I've been out, you know. <laughs> she was 70. It was going to happen within 20 years. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and another uh, another thing uh, we have in common, uh, 
besides our military service. Right. <laughs> I've never been to Pakistan, though. They won't let us go. It was uh, off, off limits. Uh, is there is a weird Northwest comedian thing? Me, you, Phil Kopsinski. Yeah. We, we all have Down syndrome siblings. Yeah, that's weird. It's so bizarre. It's so it, it's so weird. Uh, my my brother is a little in a different spot, I think. Than, than, than is it your it's your brother? Yeah, brother. And, and then, then Phil has a sister. Yeah. It's a little different because my brother is Down syndrome, but he, he also had seizures as an infant, so brain oh, damage. So oh. he he functions at about a one or one and a half year old level. Oh man, that's so it's it's uh it's too bad for the people who take care of him, but he's great. He's happy. Yeah, I mean, he's it, happy. Because you don't look at a one year old and feel sad. No, that's right. You know, that's you know right. what I mean. So yeah. it, it it is uh as my parents get older and he gets older, there are some fucking challenge. You know what I mean? It's like ugh, how long can my dad lift him out of the bathtub? Like that kind of shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but it's it's uh you're like I'm not helping. I, I, I will. Yourself, old man. I will. <laughs> as soon as I get out of the bathtub, yeah. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> but how do you think... I mean, it's interesting that we're all comedians. Okay, here's my theory. And I got this from therapy. Okay. Um, is I... I had... You know, I had evangelical parents, but they're overall great like I, you know, what I mean, my parents never got divorced. There was no abuse. They were they were great parents, man. I won the lottery as far as yeah. There's some shit that whatever we don't see to eye to eye, but like of it's great. So I I go to I go to therapy. Uh, it was the first time with this therapist. Uh, she's like getting my origin story, you know, <laughs> like I got bit by a radioactive spider. And <laughs> yeah. Now I'm anxious. Uh, <laughs> That's my spidey sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah. are you shaking, Gabe? <laughs> this is my superpower. I freak out about everything. Uh, and and she, you know, I'm, you know, siblings, parents, blah blah blah. And and then, then I, I start saying, look, my brother, uh, my youngest brother, uh, Down syndrome, was almost dying constantly the first few years of his life. Uh, you know, he takes a great deal of care. You know. Uh, you know, we have to feed him. You got to put him on the mm. toilet. You got to dress him. You got to, you know. And the therapist goes, so in a way, in your childhood, it was never about you. And I just started, oh, yeah. I just started crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> you had to say that to me, bitch. I just fucking met you. And it wasn't, I wasn't, it didn't hit me like fuck my parents. Because yeah. because they did the absolute best they could yeah. with difficult circumstances, but I was also like, maybe this is why I seek the approval of strangers oh, around the globe because like it. I've had that conversation with my mom. Yeah. It was most recently. My brother was at our house. He he, he can be difficult. It can be ornery, you know. And uh, he did something. He was arguing. He like yelled at my daughter, and I was like, you can't. You're not. Don't, Jeremy. Come on. You know you can't. My mom, she got mad at me. She's like, you can't stop telling your brother, blah, blah, blah. You know, he can't help himself. He doesn't. I'm like, you, you, I know. My whole life, it's been like, I can't ever do anything. Like, Jeremy will do something, and the second I say something or whatever, yeah. all of a sudden, it's I. It's never been about me. And that's, that's crazy that she said that. That was like, that's mind-opening. Uh, and I, I mean, it does, look, 
just the fact that I know three comedians within one state <laughs> who have Down syndrome siblings. Uh, it is it is kind of interesting. I'm also what order of kid are you? I'm the last. You're the last. I think that's more common for comedians to be the last because you got to get some attention somehow. Yeah, you get less attention. I'm the middle, but the last kid was certainly not a normal youngest kid situation. You well, sometimes I mean? you get more attention as a younger kid. My sister ins- insists that I'm the favorite child and that I got all the attention and stuff. But I think that's because she's seven years older than me and I was a baby. Yeah. And like you said, the needs are different. Yeah. When you have a baby, the baby needs more attention. It's just... Yeah, I never... That's, uh, <clears throat> even as a kid, I never had one thought that was... I never was like... Oh, I never thought that was a kid either. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah, as yeah. an adult, like yeah. I'm like, now it's coming. Mm-hmm. Fuck you! It's always been Jeremy. I've <laughs> shut the fuck up for 30 years. He made the problem. I didn't respond to it yeah. correctly. <laughs> yeah. I'm the bad guy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. It's it, it is a weird. But I also think it makes you a better person. Uh, kinda. I I just uh, I just think definitely more tolerant, definitely more patient, definitely more tolerant, definitely more patient, and then also. Don't get me wrong, all three of the people we're talking about who are comedians, we are not, like, uh, super overly politically correct or... <laughs> no, I, we never worried about that in my no, house. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, and, in fact, I just had this conversation with uh, with uh, Greg Beachler that my brother, in his life, has been called mentally retarded, special needs, developmentally delayed, uh, differently abled, neurodivergent, and (laughs) nothing fucking changed for any of those different titles. No. Uh, He's still retarded. (laughs) He still is. I mean, it's a legal word, you know, it's a term. I have a joke that I'm doing about the word retarded, and how my brother uses it. Yeah. uh, Menacingly. And how, <laughs> um, how it's just a word, and it, it's it, it depends on how it's used in context and stuff. Like he's a Down syndrome rapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, exactly like that. He's taking the power back. And uh, I did this bit, and Greg says, Greg goes, oh man, he texts me, he goes, I, I really like that new bit you're doing about the word retarded. I think it's great that you're talking about that stuff and yada yada. I have a similar thing I'm trying to do about my diabetes and talk about it. And blah blah blah. I go, oh, do you call you call yourself a detard? And he goes, I think I'm gonna use that from now on. <laughs> it is like I don't mind not saying the word anymore. Oh, I don't say it. It's not like it's a. Like, I gotta say it, man. No, don't I, fucking I, I, stop me. Yeah, that's not. I'm not. I'm not putting a stake on that either. But it is. It is. Uh, you live long enough, and you're like, I don't know if this matters. Uh, it's a. You know, if you're using it in a derogatory way. Sure. Um, because that is how we use the word. And I had a Down syndrome brother, and I still would call my friends retarded when they did dumb things. Yeah. And I never thought, oh, that's mean to my brother. It never fucking crossed my mind. Your brother never cared, you know? No, he really uh, cares about very little. I used to tell kids with, he's my older brother, so kids would bully my brother. And uh, uh, I would have my brother either tell them or I'd say that to them, like, you're just fucking mad because he's got more chromosomes than you. And they didn't know what chromosomes were with the yeah. kids. They'd go, what the fuck? Yeah. The kids got go back to their parents like, hey, do you see this fucking retarded guy? He's got all these chromosomes. We got no chromosomes over here. We got nothing. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I, but I do, I, I do think it's interesting how it, uh, it can impact your life. I do think it, 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 it can give you some more patience and kindness. Yeah. But I also think it, it's a bit of, <clears throat> what's the term? Gallows humor. 
What does that mean? Uh, like, Gallo, like the gallows, like where you hate people. Yeah, but people like man, I don't even know how to dark do. humor. Yeah, it's like it's something dark, you've lived through. It's I think something is, in the way that like ambulance drivers, the shit they joke about is dark as hell because they or yeah. army ranger humor. Yeah, it's probably dark as fuck. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. That's yeah. gallows humor. That's, I'll tell you a ranger joke after the podcast. Oh, I, <laughs> after, after that's after. how good they are. <laughs> after, uh, but yeah, there there is a little bit of a sense of uh, of uh, you're a little less precious about life. Uh, I think if you have a a disabled person in your family, um, but uh, I think a, I think a lot of uh, things that other people think are important just aren't important to you. Like, yeah, you know, I I respect everybody and what they want to be called and what they want to be addressed as and your pronouns and stuff like that. And when I was a kid, that that shit, it could have went right over my fucking head. Yeah. I, I I don't know. My brother's getting getting beat up for just for being retarded. I I, I don't I don't got time for worrying about simple stuff like what does my hair look like? Am I wearing hand me downs? I don't I don't give a fuck. I, a lot of things don't matter. I do think. It probably depends on where you live, but like, just—I mean, your brother just got straight beat up by people. When we were young, yeah, he would get straight up beat up because kids are fucking. T- this is in California. There, there are, in some ways, it's kids are meaner now, but it's more online weird shit. But like, I mean, if a if a Down syndrome boy got beat up in Olympia, Washington, it would be on the news. Yeah. And it wasn't on the news though. Like that was like no! stuff that just happened. That was just like <laughs> my brother actually uh, beat up a guy once because he called him retard. Now the thing, like if somebody calls you retard, you yeah. can do whatever you want, dude. Sure. Somebody, somebody laughed at him, called him a retard, and he beat him up. And then he this this kid brought his parents over to my house. Oh come on. And said they were gonna call the cops. And at the time we were living in Spring Valley, and that's owned by the sheriff, uh, the San Diego sheriff. And so we went to church with the San Diego sheriff. We knew him. We were like, call the sheriff. I guarantee you this is going to go fucking poorly. I mean, that's the story you want out. I was mean to a Down syndrome kid and he beat me up. Barely beat him up. Like, hit him a few times. He hit him a few times where the guy got like, the guy got, oh, like, oh shit, the retarded guy fucking hits hard. I'm going to shut up and go cry to my parents. That's not his disability. Upper arm strength. The kid got scared. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I was viciously attacked randomly. But one time these kids... These kids were pushing around the, in the playground, and they they didn't mean to be this mean, but one of the kids pushed him really hard, laughing, pushed him, and he tripped and fell onto a bike, a bicycle, and the bicycle on the peg, you know, by the wheel, had the bolt coming up. Oh. My brother fell on the bolt, and he had a hole in his ass cheek, oh. two inches deep, Jesus. and he didn't even tell my dad. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. He didn't tell my dad nothing. My dad found bloody underwear. And I was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what, you, what happened? And he pulled his pants down. He's what happened to you? And then he told my dad what happened. Yeah, that would be... Like, crazy shit like that. It, it's also, like, my brother, like I said, he's a... He's a... You know, he functions, like, uh, about a one-year-old level. And so if, you know, you've had a one-year-old, they just sort of babble, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 There's no language, but they're babbling. So my brother does that, but he is 46 years old. Yeah. So his baby babble is like... (laughs) That's funny. It's fucking crazy, dude. (laughs) But it's so natural to my family that it's just... You might as well have, like, 
birds chirping soundtrack on in the background. Uh-huh. But it's just... <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> so, you go out in public with a, with that. Yeah. And the amount of people... No, I'm not even blaming people. You hear... And you're like, is there livestock at the restaurant? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like... But the amount of, like, people in public that are just staring at you, and I didn't even think about it. And then when I started dating my wife, she'd be like, I hate that everyone is staring. And I'm like, first of all, don't even notice anymore. <laughs> and second of all, you would stare too if you heard someone go, Rrr! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is, uh, it's, it's how, I mean, one of the reasons, uh, one of the reasons, I, I mean, maybe the difference between marrying a woman and dating a woman for a while is how she was with my brother. Like, oh, like my wife was, like, so, like, I don't know, kind, and uh, she got it, because sometimes people, I'm sure even with a normal functioning Down Syndrome brother, sometimes you get introduced to people, and they talk to him like, hi! Oh, yeah. How sure. are you? Like, there's this weird, sure. you know... Uh, like, hey, just fucking... Yeah, hey, Jill. Hey, the ears work, dude. Yeah, know? exactly. It's it's not a deafness problem. I mean, he doesn't talk so well, so I get it, but... Yeah, yeah. But it, it is interesting to think about how, one, whether or not that is, is part of the recipe that made a stand-up comic. Uh, yeah, maybe it's got something to do with it, you know? And, you know, even the level, if it wasn't a Down syndrome sibling, if you have a, if you have a childhood with tension... I definitely feel like I thought it was my role to break the tension. That's why I think I get... I, yeah, that too. Yeah. I also think I got my fearlessness from that. Right. I was never afraid to fight somebody bigger than me because they were pushing my brother around or something. I got beat up a lot as a kid just defending my brother for being retarded. Like, it sucked. That does suck. But I think that, like, that... Where the fearlessness... Like, joining the army at 17, just go, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go to war. Fuck it. I don't... Yeah. It wasn't my dream. <laughs> I mean... My parents got divorced. They had no money. I wasn't going to college. Couldn't qualify. Didn't get a scholarship. Fuck it. I'm gonna go do something in my life. I'm not scared of this shit. Yeah. Sure. I think that comes from that. Like, and the comedy the same way. I'm not afraid to go bomb. And what are you gonna do? Fucking laugh at me? It's not like I'm at the pool. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like I'm at war or a pool at a hotel. Either one of those terrifying. Same amount of anxiety for me, kid. <laughs> They're like, what's your PTSD from? Uh, Holiday Inn. <laughs> My trunks were tight. <laughs> I went to the hot tub at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, it was an old... I like a hot tub where it's like a grandma, and you're like, yeah, that's about right. And yeah, then, yeah, then, but then they get a little too, uh, a little too flirty. It's... Well, you ever you get a flirty what? grandma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I have consistently been hit on... The people that hit on me are about 10 years older than me. Which was, and when you're 20, that's one thing. But I'm 48, <laughs> and so now I'm like, how long does this keep going? When I'm 58, are the 80 year olds gonna be like, hello, young man? You oh, know? they might. You might be too old for them though. Uh, at that like, point, you still have hair. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, that is kind of like, well, this is kind of a deeper question and I will take anything out of the podcast you don't want in there deep cut uh, you you have some mental health challenges in your life right sure okay do you because there's a lot of like sort of almost jokingly comics will say like oh this is my therapy or uh-huh. uh, 
you know, and I, there are comics that you watch and you go like, this does kind of seem like something you should say in therapy. Yeah. You're not one of those. No, I, I hate that. But do you feel like it, it does it help you? Does this, does performing stand-up comedy, I guess, help, hurt, the same? What do you think? Uh, that is kind of a weird question. I think it, uh, I think it makes my life better. I don't know if it's therapeutic necessarily, right. or if it's some kind of, if it helps my mental, I mean, if you're happy, if something makes you happy, obviously yeah. that helps your mental health in some way. And this makes me happy. Most of the time. Even the most anxious competitions, all of it. It makes me happy. And also, I there also I think there's a bit of... I need edge in my life. I need edge. I need the prospect of failure to be... Sure. In stand-up comedy, yeah. there's always a little something on the line, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. It's not just selling Chevys or whatever. Although, there's something on the line there, too. You it's mean, different, though. Yeah, there's yeah. pressure. There's people. It's public. It's embarrassing if you fail. Yeah. I, I like that. It's, it keeps me on my toes. I don't know if therapeutic or not, but I, I bet if I said all those things to a therapist, they would have some kind of... Um, uh, nobody liked you as a kid explanation or whatever that lady said to you <laughs> it was never about you it was never about you oh yeah. shit <laughs> uh, yeah but it's it's interesting because I also like I talk about real things you talk about real things but I am also a comedian who has no interest in getting too deep I want to <laughs> I want to get deeper and yeah. it's not it's not for therapeutic reasons. It's not for my health or anything. It's, it really is for ego. I want to be. I, I would love to be that. I would love to be prolific. I would love to be a, known as a good thinker. Uh, sure. Someone who can, someone who can say things well. Like, there's been times where I've done shows, um, with veterans in the crowd, and they come up to me after the show and they're like, "That joke. It's a silly joke." And they go, "That joke. I fucking love that joke." I do a joke where I say, um, Getting married right before Tinder comes out is like joining the army September 10th, 2001. Right. And I've had no less than four people come up to me after a show and tell me they joined the military in September or August 2001 and how that joke was like, we talked for an hour or whatever after the show about how that experience, and that, that feels great. I did a memorial service for a friend of mine who died and a couple guys that were in his, he was a comic and a military guy. I didn't serve with him though. And uh, it was Tony Russell. I don't remember Tony Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a couple of his military buddies from the war came over to Spokane for his his funeral and his memorial. And they went to the funeral earlier that day, and they spoke at the funeral. And they came to the show that evening, and I hosted it, and I said a lot of things. I did. I I was very happy with my performance for Tony. Yeah. I was very happy with what I said, and uh, I meant it all. And they came up, and they were like in tears after the show, like, "Hey, thanks for saying things that we didn't we we, we couldn't find the way to say." That's. And that, to me, I was like, yes. that's why I want to get deeper. I want to say sure. things to people that they don't know how to say and they can connect with. That'd be, and be funny. At the same well, not just be fucking sad. On a real basic level, not even about something as serious as military life, on a real basic level, even if you're telling a joke about going to the mall, stand-up comedy is sort of telling people something they never... It's telling them something they never realized they've always known. They never knew they knew. Yeah, yeah, they never knew they knew. That's how, that's, you know what I mean? It's like, that is true. You know Chappelle's great at that. Yeah. And, uh, so that is, that is great that you were able to do that. And also, again, to I'd you, like to be able to do that with other bits, though. Like the mall, or whatever the, whatever I'm talking about. I would like to be able to. But that September 10th joke, which is great, 
you didn't write that to be like, I bet veterans no. will really <laughs> no. bond with this joke, but they still did. Yeah. That's the power of comedy, and it's even, like, I don't have a thing, I don't have, like, there's sober comics who get in real big discussions after shows with other sober people because they're happy to, like, be able to connect on and that also level. also, they can't drink, what else are you going to do? Yeah, you just got to chat away. <laughs> well, you can just talk about your goddamn feelings all night. Not me and Josh, we got shit to do. <laughs> I do love that bit you had, by the way, you're like, people who don't drink or smoke, I'm like, you just go home and feel your feelings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nightmare. That's uh, when the people connect on. They're like, yeah, what? who are these fucking freaks? Some people don't drink because uh, they used to have a problem. And I'm going to be honest, that's the only reason I will accept. <laughs> I'm going to need you to hear your rock bottom story before we hang out. <laughs> I've been burned before. You ever talk to people that don't drink? You ask them why? And they're like, I don't know. I don't care for the taste of alcohol. Huh. Uh. <laughs> I didn't know that mattered. <laughs> You're tasting it? Are you? <laughs> do you smoke pot? They're like, I don't like that either. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> do you just go home every night and feel your feelings? <laughs> That's a nightmare. Why would you do that? Acquire the taste. Life's hard. Choke it down. Anyway, that's what I tell my kids. Uh, but I've had, there's things people have told me, it's funny too when they misquote your joke. They're yeah. like, we, my whole family loves that we talk about this all the time. Like every family reunion we bring, and then they say it wrong, and I'm like, oh, I appreciate the sentiment. But actually, fix it next time. <laughs> It'll be better for you guys. <laughs> but even on that level, you're like, oh, some dumb thing that I thought up and made people laugh is like a part of your family's history now. That's weird, right? Holy shit. Like, that's way deeper. And that's without doing a TED Talk. That's without like, uh, doing a one-man show uh, called Ranger. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it starts. (laughs) Actually, it starts with you at a holiday or pool, and then it works its way back. Yeah. Tarantino yeah, thing. Tarantino. Like yeah, yeah. Let's, it's you at the pool, and then we talk about how we got there. <laughs> this is how we got here. <laughs> Record scratch. I bet you're wondering <laughs> how I got here. It's the you frozen big cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but also, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, a little over eight years. I mean, I know that feels like a long time to you. Uh, I mean, that's the length of time. Okay, we that's, can tell me... That's that's the, next. that's the length of time you were in the fucking army, right? It was, yeah. It's the equal time now. You know what? Thank you for both of your services. Hey. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> your service to comedy. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm serving well. <laughs> no, my point is, I am not gonna call you a whippersnapper. But <laughs> but you're doing for eight years. You're doing fucking great. Oh, thanks. Like, yeah, you I, shouldn't I, be I, opening I, for me. I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, I'll do it again. But it's, uh... Well, it's good. I got more lodges. It's a fun show. Uh, yeah, I got a whole lodge circuit. But that stuff will... Things that, you, things that you're like, I wish I could do this eventually. Some of those things happen, man. Some of those things... Some jokes that you 
could not have pulled off two years into comedy. You can pull off eight years into comedy. Oh, I can't. I couldn't talk about my brother two years into comedy. Yeah. yeah. It just, I, I don't have the sensitivity. To you know. Right. I still, I'm still struggling with that, with the new joke that I'm doing, where I say the word retarded too much, and I'm like, all right, I gotta think about people's feelings, and also think about how I want to word this, and, and it's make gonna it make, powerful. It's and gonna make, make it, people shut down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, is that. Yeah, that stinks. I don't want that. I don't want to hurt people's feelings and send them out feeling weird. It's not the goal. The goal is to make them almost want to be offended and be like, ah, oh, okay, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, we, we talked about that earlier. It's, it's, it's one of those things, like you know. You grew up, you grew up literally fighting to defend your brother. Yeah. And so, if the audience is not, if they're laughing in a way that is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Then you're like, mm, fuck this joke. I'm, you know what I mean? Like right, I don't, right. I don't like how you're laughing. Right. Like there, because I have done a few jokes about my brother. One of them was just, uh, straight. I probably sent it to you at one point when we were talking about this topic. But do you remember that joke that was like? Uh, I try. I don't want to offend anyone. Although, okay, I kind of, I kind of feel like I'm allowed to say the word retarded <laughs> because my brother has Down syndrome and he said it's cool. <laughs> he also said I could say the N word, but he is retarded. <laughs> you can't do everything he says. You can't. I love him, but you can't. Seriously, it's not all good ideas. Yeah. Uh, but that's I, a good joke, though. That's that's not a you're saying an offensive right. a word that people call as offensive. It's not like that's not the point of the joke. The point of the joke is right. that the play on words is really funny. And, and I think I did it all the time. There was a time in my life that was an every night joke, and it was not. I don't think it would be now. At times have changed. Do you know what I mean? I, well, I, I don't know. Depends on the real. But I also did. I did jokes early about my brother. I was telling you I had that. I had that joke about how my brother had to register for the draft, and I thought yeah. that was funny. <laughs> that is but funny. like, I don't think I was skilled enough because I always ended up. I, I felt like people were pointing and laughing at my brother when I told the joke, and I'm like, yeah, that's not the fun part. Like when I yeah. start a joke with my brother has Down syndrome, like that's and then they, and then a guy laughs. I'm like, that's. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Now I don't, don't want to do this joke because yep. yeah. Because now I'm gonna dig deeper into the part where like this is when it's not okay to say. Yeah, and, know, I, I don't and, be that I, guy. and I feel that way uh, about even less sensitive topics. I feel that way about my wife. I feel that way about my children because I am saying things that are like negative about my children. That's one thing I try to really. I try to not if I, if they're the butt of a joke, which I try not to do. If they're the butt of a joke, I try to make it about seem, you, either about me or make it seem like a cute thing or not like an right. embarrassing thing or a or a punching down thing. I never want to punch down on my wife or my kids. I I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. And that's I've always hated that when comments like, oh, take my wife, you know. Yeah. Like and I've I've had people after shows tell me that they appreciated that they could tell I respected my wife, and I love that compliment. I, that, oh, that's that, a great that means the world to me when every once in a while that happens. Uh, I was much more worried about my kids um, because uh, now that they're older, I'm not at all because all they ever want is more jokes about them. <laughs> that's great. But like I was, you know. But I, you're doing it right though. 
You're not doing the jokes like an asshole. Right. So that's why they want. They, if you were being an asshole, they might not want more. To it. I had a joke. I'll still do it at a corporate gig. It's because it's clean. But like, I had a joke um, about my wife, and we had a neighbor kid. Oh my god. Okay. So the joke is. <laughs> I've been married long enough now. I can tell you, just because it's one woman, that does not mean it's always the same. That's what I tell my single friends. I'm like, what are you into in a woman? What are you attracted to? Short hair? Long hair? Blonde? Brunette? Young girls? Skinny girls? College girls? Pregnant girls? Moms? Chubby chicks? I've been married for 15 years, and my wife's been all of those. I'm not judging. I've been a couple of them, too. You pick. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just a cute fucking joke. Yeah, so yeah. So we have this neighbor kid. This is years ago. And this neighbor, I guess he heard it online or someone gave him a CD or something. And he was, I wasn't even there. He's talking to my wife in our neighborhood. And he goes, I love that joke where he calls you fat. Oh, my God. Because you said brown hair, long hair, skinny, chubby chick. Yeah. Blah, 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 and mom, I'm like, yeah. you little asshole. Like, I'm working so hard to, like, be on this line, and he just, like, said it the worst possible God damn it. way, and it was like, oh, I'm sorry. You're That's like, not... Actually, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, that's not, that's a joke that I, I pull out. And, you know, I don't think about this either, but now you're saying people are misquoting your jokes and stuff. Like, how are they going to misquote that joke from my brother? Well, you kind of you kind of can't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. But, yeah, I know what you mean. They'll say it in the worst. Uh, oh, I know this guy fucking hates retards dude, or whatever. Like, what? Imagine, you know, Chris Rock's more, maybe the most famous bit ever about the difference between... The, <laughs> It's like an N-word versus black people thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, you know that bit? Where it's like, oh, yeah, he's like old, there's black old, people and there's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Scott did the yes, office. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so imagine the amount of dipshits who have come up to Chris Rock uh, and tried to talk about Jesus that in the Christ. worst possible way ever. That's worse than getting slapped by Will Ferrell. Or was it Will Smith? <laughs> you know what? Will Ferrell would have been... Will, that would have been a funny it slap. It would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just a Will... And then they're like, you shut your mouth. If Will, if Will Ferrell screamed, uh, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, it would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. She is a saint! <laughs> Cotton-headed ninny muggins. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's already died down a bit. There, every show I did for three weeks, someone would bring up. I hope no one runs up there and smacks you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that seems to have died down pretty quick. Thank God. I know. I was at a show. I was. Uh, I did the Looney Bin that night, and oh, we shit. were at a bar. Some the, the host. A, ran a show at a bar that was mostly it was almost only comics at the show and one of the comics ex-girlfriend that was it and they had the Oscars on for some reason at the bar and we all watched it live we were just like one like two of us were watching and we were like holy shit did you guys see this I know it was really cause they, you're like is that a bit it's not a bit like what's happening right we were all and then and then, but we, we put off the show the show was supposed to already start we delayed it cause that happened yeah and then everyone went up and did a joke and that was fun it was fun. All these comics did jokes about that. Like, it just happened five minutes ago. And then three days later, I was like, all right, well. Is, 
that? I heard them all. Is that this generation's Where Were You When Kennedy Was Shot? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, I, that's, I mean, our generation is Where Were You When the, when the, the Towers Yeah, it's, it's Twin Towers for sure. You know what's funny? It's going to be a new one, though, because the, these kids don't have, there's 21-year-olds that were born after 9-11 now. Yeah. They never forget, never forget. They never remembered. You know what I mean? They're never, yeah. you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Mackey had a joke. That's way off topic. A long time ago, Joe Mackey had a joke he did on the last coming standing. He said, uh, I ordered pizza in New York, and the, when the pizza got there, it had a picture of the Twin Towers on it, and it said, Never forget. But they forgot my breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I love, there's Rory, I'm going to fuck it up. You know, Rory Scoville. Yeah. He's like, do you think they call 9-11, 11-9 in the UK? Because I think they do, and I think it's fucking disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. I love I know, that. I know. It's love so that. great. It's so great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is like we were talking about sort of, I think my daughter had to do a report on some NASA thing, like space travel, right? And my wife and I start talking about when, I don't remember what it was, Challenger maybe? The One of them blew up. It was the Challenger. So, I'm like, my wife and I are like, oh yeah, we remember because at we all watched it at school. There was a teacher on the plane, right? Well, because they were watching the launch, right? Yep. It's, there was a, Our kids don't watch spaceships launch. No. Happens every day, no one gives a fuck. No, no, it's not a big <laughs> deal at all. But also, this particular mission had a teacher on it who was not they trained her but it was like it was almost like she won a contest to get on there or something oh shit. right right her name was Sally not an astronaut something no um because I don't know why it was just part of the uh, I don't know they're gonna go up and give a layman's perspective or who knows uh okay. uh did not work out as it turns out but so basically school kids all over the country were like watching a shuttle launch oh, and it man. blew up Oh, man. And everyone's like, what? But here's what's weird about memories. Uh, I go, yeah, I remember. I think I was, uh, I, I was like, I remember I was in South Bend. I remember they, and then my wife was like, because that's, before I lived in Olympia, I lived in South Bend, Washington. And my wife was like, no, that's not, because the year's wrong. You, we were at, uh, it would have been when you lived in Olympia. And I'm like, no, I remember being in South Bend. I remember the, they wheeled in the tea. I remember all of it. And then I, you know, go to Google and I'm like, fuck, I'm wrong. <laughs> you remembered wrong. I remembered wrong. I, I remembered the space shuttle blow up. I, all these things that I swear to you. Ha- and it's like, I don't know, maybe my brother is not retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. But that false memory thing freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I thought I got, like, right after the army, I got really high a couple days after getting out really high and I'm sitting there on the couch with my wife and I'm eating cereal and I got this little bit of a beard coming on and I got a little bit of hairs and I'm eating cereal and the milk's dripping in my beard and I'm just hot. I'm like I can't move I'm like and my wife's like taking care like she like wipes my beard up and I'm like and I go I had a thought I was like holy shit am I am I mentally disabled have I been living is this this weird like fantasy that I've been having, is my, she, is my wife actually my fucking social worker? Oh my God. Like my nurse? I had like a breakdown. This is too high, Josh. Yeah, it's too, too high. high. When you're like, did I smoke an extra chromosome? 
<laughs> I did. I was like, did it, does it run in the family? <laughs> oh, man. Well, even sometimes my mom will say stuff or do stuff, and I'm like, it for sure runs in the family. I'm like, that's where my brother got it, you know? That's, like, especially, like, we we wake up all over the world, right? And there's always that moment in time sometimes where you don't know where you are when you wake up. Yeah. And in that weird blurry, especially if you didn't sleep a lot, the alarm goes off because you have to go to the airport or whatever. In that moment, if in the next moment some a prison guard said, time to get up, it would make sense to me. Oh, sure. Like, whatever happens yeah. next would make sense to and me. And sometimes you wake up from dreams that feel so real. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. In, in those 30 seconds of wake up when you're just confused or whatever, if, if a prison guard was like, all right, time to shut your cell or whatever, I'd be like, I must have dreamed the other thing. Oh, that, that reminds me. So this is uh, the most PTSD thing that I do. Like, the most often. Okay. Okay. The most often PTSD incident that I have is that I will be, I, I will be asleep. And I will, I will be back. Uh, not even not not in war. Yeah. Not, not necessarily in war or blood and gut. Not not that shit. Just like simple like, off like I'll, in my dream in my sleep I'm like fuck, I'm in Yakima. <laughs> I'm like I gotta fuck I got oh I got a long day ahead of me I gotta check the trucks uh-huh. make sure the oil's up like, dumb shit like that just like weird. Have you ever had a work nightmare? Yes. It's the same thing, but it just yeah. because it's the army, it feels like whoa. But or no, even school, like you're in school. Like yes. You know what I mean? That, that kind of nightmare shit. to be like, I, oh fuck, am I back there? Yeah. Am I 23 again? No. <laughs> I feel my abs? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Puts on another shirt. <laughs> Puts on a hoodie with the zipper off. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy, we can wrap this up. What? what? Uh, by the way, anyone, if Josh Firestein is in. Uh, Performing in your town, you should go. He's hilarious. What, what do you, what do you, what should I plug? What, where should people go? Uh, well, I don't know when this comes out, but uh, I'm headlining Tacoma Comedy Club July 1st through 2nd, uh, five shows, and then uh, I'll be in Spokane July 21st to 23rd, and uh, not much, not much else on the docket. Kind of keeping things open for a contest I'm gonna lose. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I like to keep an open schedule for uh, yeah. missed opportunities. Yes. Uh, you can find me at missedopportunities.com. Uh, no, uh, Josh underscore Firestein on all social media platforms. Um, Go see him. Up there. He will take his shirt off because he wants to show you, because, not because you walked by. Because I own the power, baby. <laughs> Tonight it's about me. <laughs> all right. We're good. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's fun.